0: Welcome to Shades and Coffee, the almost weekly Look Good, Feel Good podcast, written and presented by me, Vivian Braidwood. If you love motivational stories, then join me to celebrate positive lifestyle, fashion, and feel good trends. Lose yourself in this collection of personal adventures and powerful insights as I speak to some of the most inspiring people in the industry, company founders, movers, shakers, and coffee takers about what makes them happy and the secrets of their success. In every show, There will be Q&A with them and me, and we really want to hear from you. Ask us any lifestyle-related question, or let me know which topic you'd like me to cover. Tag me and use the hashtag shadesandcoffeewithvivian on Twitter or Instagram. We'd really love you to subscribe. Speak soon. Shades and coffee. Look good, feel good. If you like this podcast, hit subscribe and please rate us. My guest today went from the Bowbells of London to international acclaim after launching Style Icon in 2005. This highly successful personal shopping company went global, attracting clients worldwide for personal or red carpet styling, public speaking appearances at high profile events such as London Fashion Week, Clothes Show Live, but to name a few. Her end goal is to inspire, motivate and educate people globally. Her blog, The Lifestyle Collective, was launched to help achieve this goal and to consolidate her creative skills in support of lifestyle, fashion and beauty brands, as well as charities. I absolutely love her straight-talking, yet beautifully poetic, from the heart style of writing. She once interviewed me many moons ago and gave me quite the grilling, so I'm very excited about the possibility of exacting my revenge today. Yes, please welcome writer, blogger, content creator and style icon, Natalie Robinson. Hi, Natalie.
1: Hi, Vivian. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're
0: more than welcome. I may not be able to physically have people um, in my living room or in my office, but it's lovely to connect via via Zoom and Zoom audio. So yeah, this is all new technology to me, but um, I'm loving the fact that I can just connect with lots of different people all over the world, different time zones, and have a coffee break with them. Now, I know you've been a keynote speaker for many events and um, the theme is often centred on look good, feel good, a bit like this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what are your top three tips for looking good and feeling good? And please don't say coffee.
1: <laughs> oh, what well, I was about to say coffee, well, I know yeah. <laughs> makes you feel good. That's kind of <laughs> hence the look good feel good slogan. That's an easy
0: one. you can't have that. That's you need really three new one. fresh ones. <laughs> <laughs> but,
1: uh, number one, confidence. I mean, that oh, comes good. over to And as a stylist, I have consulted like women, men from all backgrounds. And I found that a few of my earlier clients would struggle with confidence. That could have been because they came out of maybe a stressful relationship. It could have been they were made redundant. So it was just kind of me giving them a sense of self-worth and belief. And I think when you are... When you work on that, your internal beauty, then that shines through. And I think your clothing, you know, I love dressing people up you know, I love being creative with looks, but I always say to my top tip for a client is beauty comes from within. When you are feeling good in yourself and you look at yourself in the mirror as a blank canvas naked, (laughs) you've got to say, first, I love what I'm looking at. I love my body. And then the rest is history. That's number one. Self-confidence is key. Number two, I would say just understanding your body type. Once you're confident with your body type then it's easier to shop I'm athletic and I've you know I used to love you know athletic you
0: mean, you mean athletic in terms of your body type or in terms of what yeah. you do oh build yeah. your build right yeah. okay so I'm, well, I, how would I, how would somebody with that kind of build dress differently or buy differently
1: basically if you are athletic in build mm. then better to go for shapes that are kind of fitted as opposed to cuts that are too generous right um so you you know the whole idea is to you know show off your shape so just sort of knowing what your body type is or just kind of facilitate you so there's know,
0: basically there's no shape that's the wrong shape if you know your shape then you can basically right. enhance what you have absolutely excellent
1: let's just sort of you know refer to the modding in- industry for example, or you know, the fashion industry, which has changed so much from zero size models Mm. to plus size models who are to promote the message of being proud of your your body type. So, you know, like now, for example, you see so many campaigns on TV, you know, of women, philanthropists, so, you know, the message here is to be proud of what you have and exactly. you know, confident in your own skin yeah. and you know, you're know you confident with your body type, obviously bearing in mind, you know, a healthy diet is, is imperative, but once you're comfortable with that, then that will kind of just make you more comfortable with your wardrobe and again, becoming more, even more self-confident. Excellent.
0: Now, I know it's commonplace for you to deal with A list celebrities. Sir Elton John, Kylie Minogue, Lionel Richie, (laughs) Anna Wintour. I saw that picture with you. I don't think I've seen her without shade, actually. (laughs) So, my question to you why are we as a society so obsessed with celebrities? Like, what validation or positive influences do they bring to our lifestyle choices? And is this something that we should continue to celebrate and utilise, or is it actually something we should be wary of?
1: There's one thing as to being a celebrity, and there's one thing being a celebrity with a positive influence. You know, you could be famous, but it could be for the wrong reasons. There are some reality TV stars who perhaps don't always resonate with me or may not have as much substance or talent. So, or somebody who has worked hard and grafted like a pop sensation who has put blood, sweat and tears into their journey. And so, so
0: if we could separate out those two types of celebrities. So you're saying uh-huh. really there are some that are positive influences in terms yeah. of kind of what they've achieved, how they're going about things. So let's just assume we're talking about those people. Why are we so obsessed with them why can't we just have ordinary people with this podcast one of the things that i've tried to do is obviously i want to talk to the good and the great. i want people who've been there done that got the t-shirt so that others can learn but i'm also keen to talk to you know ordinary people what i have noticed is is this big thing about celebrities endorsing everything so i just like to understand more about that you know what's the importance of using a celebrity to endorse something uh, or to bring about positive influences in terms of marketing
1: Think of reality TV stars, TOWIE for example. Um, a lot of TOWIE stars have shot to fame overnight. Why? Because people relate to them. They're relatable figures. So I think as a brand, you would want to, depending on your brand message, you may want to kind of align yourself with that type of celebrity if you just want that brand awareness. A Taui star who has one million followers yeah. is great for a new a startup company who wants that exposure. You know, there's so much kind of involved here, but I mean, if you, if a particular celebrity fits your brand, yeah. it, the brand alignment is correct, then obviously you'll work with that celebrity. But... Well, all celebrities in our own way, but, but you know there are doctors. There's no—I mean, look at the NHS. Well, I, this is I, my no.
0: point, and I thought we, in this pandemic, exactly, everyone's sort of clap, clap, clapping for the NHS. But these people have been saving lives, and the teachers, for instance, who've been educating our kids since you know time began. And so this idea of celebrity and why we're so hung up on celebrity is—I think it's something that people during this pandemic have been thinking about and reassessing. I wouldn't just choose
1: any celebrity to work with; it's right. got to be someone with substance.
0: Right. No, I hear you. And on the point of Anna Wintour, actually, when you said Anna Wintour, an enigma, and I thought it's because she's always hiding behind those shades. shades. And, and, and when, I, when I thought about it, exactly, shades and coffee. And um, when I thought about uh, who else reminds me of that, I thought it was of, uh, like Karl Lagerfeld or um, yes. Victoria Beckham. There's just some people who come rain or shine or snowstorm that they're behind a set of shades. Wow. So that leads me, actually, to my next question. If you had to permanently, permanently give up one of the following Your shades or your coffee, which would it be and why? Oh, (laughs)
1: well, as much as I love coffee, I mean, shades represent style. And, you know, for me, it's an ambiguous style um, in that we just generally speaking, wear shades to look stylish as an accessory to complement your outfit you know if you're feeling upset then you wear your shades like early morning you're tired or if you you've come home if you you know had a rough night you know <laughs> Shades, they, it carries so much meaning.
0: My brother calls yeah. them eyewear. My brother calls them eyewear. And oh, only oh after, he lived in Italy for a while. And the, the, okay. you know what the Italians are like. Sorry, any right. Italians listening to this. But it, ch- it changed him completely. Right. I would, every time I, I'd go over to visit him, he'd have these shades on. I'm like, look, what's going on? It's nighttime. You know, and he's like, what, what are we talking about? Why well, have you got your shades on? It's nighttime. I said, shades, it's eyewear. <laughs> and the
1: amount of times I've seen just men in shades, in a yeah. nightclub. I'm thinking, <laughs> like, hold on a second, it's kind of like 12 o'clock at night. Yeah. And they're in shades, but again, it's, it's just that it's an accessory. It's, a, yeah. it's part of your sort of reflection of your personality, I suppose.
0: But when I see people, you know, who can wear shades in the evening, first thing in the morning, walking out on the street, on the way into work in the West End, lots of people, very early morning, there's no sun. And I actually, I'm drawn to them. It's, you know, it's almost like looking at really nice artwork. And sometimes I feel, oh, if only I could kind of pull that off, but it's just too early in the morning, like 7am,
1: 8am. do help. (laughs) I drink coffee like every day. Yeah. And I love the taste of it. I'm more of a coffee drinker than a tea drinker. Right. Tea is a British thing. It's very traditional. Yeah. However, I do, I just prefer the taste of coffee and, you know, it just keeps me awake.
0: So the coffee would go, the shades would stay. Got it. Okay. Now let's talk about failure. Have you experienced it? How did it feel? Um, what did you learn? And what are your thoughts on the role of failure in our lives?
1: That's very good. It's a good question. I mean, I've failed many a time. But when I say I've failed, I would say more specifically, I haven't achieved the goals that I've wanted to Mm-hmm. Um, at a particular time so it really depends on your definition of failure because sometimes failure can become a success story I remember when I was you know first starting out and I had so many knockbacks and you know just working as a stylist it's a lot of work involved in terms of you know attaining clients things like that and I I guess I'm a perfectionist and there's many people who are perfectionists who strive for so much and particularly when it's your own thing it's your own baby your business then you're harder on yourself yeah. but I think that I filed you know a number of times in the past because I just didn't I wasn't getting enough clients or I I remember actually when I was in LA and I dressed as a celebrity um, Amy Willerton who was crowned um, a Miss Great Britain She, she won a beauty pageant and then she she's known for that um she was in um I'm a celebrity anyway I dressed her in LA, so I was there for work and pleasure. A mutual friend connected us, and in fact, she owns a modeling agency, and Amy Willerton was one of her first clients. And so I said to my friend, "I'm. I'll be going to LA for Elton John's party." And so she connected me. As you do. Going <laughs> uh, you know. to LA for
0: Elton John's party.
1: Oh, <laughs> we're LA. Not so much, as you do. And um, so. My friend connected Amy and I. I met Amy in LA. She was happy for me to dress her, which I did. The press coverage was mixed, so it was, a, a, it was quite tough, actually. They were very hard on her, and I dressed her in a beautiful pink dress by a Greek designer who styled Kim Kardashian the year before for right. Elton John Oscar viewing party.
0: Right. Um, So so the press, the press didn't take too kindly to what she was actually wearing. They were hard on her in terms of what she was wearing. In terms
1: of what she, the dress. So the press wasn't well received by some press and we're talking US and UK press, Uh, but it wasn't all bad. However, as, as the stylist, I felt as though I I had failed my job. Um, Lo and behold, it must have been a year later when the the same Amy wore a beautiful pink dress, by the way. Um, but a year later, that pink became a trend. Rihanna appeared in a GM Fastili, a, a beautiful uh, couture dress,
0: mm-hmm.
1: baby doll dress, pink dress at the Grammys, and maybe a, few, a couple of years after that. So. You know, so at the time, I thought I had failed because of the negative press, although I also received some good press. Yes. But the moral of the story is, you know, failure can make you more successful and more driven. And from that experience, I learned that, you know, you've got to just pick yourself back up and use that and turn it into a positive. Yes. So the next time I started a celebrity, I ensured that... Yeah, I just, I made sure that the journey was smoother and everyone was happy and Amy was very happy with her dress. Yes. And then that was a key thing
0: because I know that as a you know entrepreneur I'm my own worst critic, and I'm sure creatives and you know the people who work for themselves are the same you You're harder on yourself, so as you said, you probably had lots of positives, but you focused on the on the negative press that you received, and ultimately your end client was really happy and often mm-hmm. I think you know when you talk about failure, I'm with you there it's all about context and the journey because looking back, you probably I've seen it with your work you're calling trends before they happen but it's often the same with um, new business ideas sometimes something is launched and it's ahead of its time and you hear these stories time and time again even with these tech companies like zoom for instance we're on zoom and I've just only heard about it during the pandemic and people are saying, no it's been around for a while it's like, oh. so oh so sometimes something is it's ahead of its time it may not be well received or fully understood when you first uh, launch it or come out with it but with hindsight you look back and you think, "Oh." I, you know, I, I made that decision. I made that call and look, look where we are now.
1: Exactly. And think that, yeah. you know, in hindsight, I, I don't think there's anything I could have done actually to make that experience any better. Yeah. Because I went with, it was a mutual decision. She was happy. I was happy. Design you didn't
0: happy. force it on her. She, she liked it. The designer was well known. He'd done his bit before the same event the year before, as you said. So, yeah,
1: exactly. But I would say, you know, for anyone who feels as though they have failed, you've got to think about what you've learned from that experience. Yes. And lo and behold, you'll grow an even thicker skin. Basically, it's part of the journey. And it's through that experience yeah. that I've gone on to do even better things. Exactly. You know, more work and it's just it's just all learning. Well, you're
0: putting yourself out there I've seen your work and I think it links what you said earlier about confidence and you could have taken the safe route the safe option but when you stick your head above the water and you kind of stand out of the crowd and you do something a little bit different you do set yourself up you're kind of shining more of a light on yourself which means you could draw attention that is not always wholly positive if people don't fully understand um, your work I'm sure a lot of emerging artists and creatives see that but you have to you know have that confidence in terms of what you're what you're creating what you're putting out there and as you said it's a it's a journey
1: it is and all any publicity is good publicity
0: yeah well yeah i've heard that said yeah i don't know I don't, thank god i'm not famous because i don't know if i could read you know we're all very i think touchy people in general i think anyone finds it hard to receive criticism even though it might be valid criticism i know working in the service industry you know when i had businesses customer feedback that was that was a journey that um, as you said it was a positive journey but in the moment when you're receiving this really negative um, criticism and feedback there's no part of you that thinks (laughs) woohoo this feels great your natural instinct is your heart sinks you get butterflies in your tummy you feel a bit sick but I guess the key to success through failure is to review that experience and look at that information and think what can I learn? What can I do differently? What can I improve on? You know, and listening to what the end client is saying and the companies and the creatives and the individuals who are excelling in life do this really well, don't they?
1: That's so true. Yeah. yeah no, no, so I hear
0: true. you. I hear you. Right, um, now... You're constantly reinventing yourself and keeping things fresh, and I love that. And and again, that's because you put yourself out there and you take these risks. You know, uh, I assume that's part and parcel of being a creative to constantly create. So, what can we look forward to as your next creation? Oh <laughs>
1: wow, that's uh... <laughs> watch this space. Watch this space. The oh, and
0: cloak and dagger stuff.
1: <laughs> Okay, well, I. Uh... <laughs> I've been, I've always wanted to have my own clothing range. Mm -hmm. And uh, last year I did some research into t-shirts. So just something simple. I now have a new product, a range of hemp and organic cotton t-shirts so that's something to really look forward to just something simple and the story behind that is just stems from very simple philosophy of you know looking good and feeling good and it's simple things in life that you appreciate more and kind of not to take advantage of and my brand is called shades and coffee Yes,
0: (laughs) and and, and i'm going to quickly add to to, for the listeners so that you're clear on this it's not by accident that that's also the name of the podcast During the pandemic, as you saw, lots of people, you know, creatives especially, uh, were reaching out and um, just trying to make the world a a better and a safer feeling, a happier feeling place. And um, chatting with Natalie, I mentioned that I was doing this podcast and I already had a name for the podcast. She said, look, what you're trying to do is similar to what I'm trying to do, but from different perspectives. And she said, if you're happy, I would like you to use this name this look good, feel good, and resonate with audiences. And she explained to me what she was doing then. And I thought it was a really generous gift. And I want to sort of thank you for that. You know, people say, what's in a name? Okay. There's a lot <laughs> in a name. And that's why I had to thank you officially for that. It's a great show of the kind of collaborations that I hope happen more and more in the world.
1: You know, I think the world needs creative people to just uh, spread the love and just you know come together and be innovative and you know I I think just during the pandemic I I feel like my creativity has kept me going and I think you know through that channel I've been able to kind of support other brands um, on my platform and you know it's great to kind of use that positive energy up you know through you know any creative platform as as you can, possibly. So, you know, I think um, it's something that I'm really looking forward to in terms of my new venture. And, you know, I hope that I can work with personalities because, you know, you mentioned, again, celebrities. And I feel for me, yes, having a celebrity endorsement is very important, but I want to work with, um, not necessarily models, but, um, you know, ordinary people, personalities who have substance and, you know, norm... And just to have a story to tell and will bring my product to life through their personality. So you don't necessarily have to be, you know, a celebrity. Okay. I mean it would be great to have P. Diddy wear one of my shirts. Ah! <laughs> He's <laughs> got like two million followers. That would be something Yeah, but
0: Mrs. Robinson down the road <laughs> oh, that's or that's Mrs. Robottom, she can wear it too. She can that's rock that's the T shirt. <laughs>
1: All sorts. I think it's good to have a mix, you know, diverse nice mix. But obviously someone like Rihanna, I, I'm actually following her um, on, on my um, Instagram account. And, you know, she's just someone who has a story to tell. And she's got, she's fierce. And there's generally people like that. So, yes, lots to look forward to.
0: I want to see you get Anna Wintour wearing shades and oh, coffee t-shirts with I mean, her I mean, shades I mean, and coffee.
1: It's interesting to say that because someone like Anna Wintour, I've never seen her drinking coffee. So shades and coffee doesn't necessarily mean you have to love shades and
0: coffee. It could be mm. either or oh no no I get, I get that I think yeah that's hmm,
1: yeah but that would be great it should be fantastic well I'm
0: wearing the t-shirt thank you very much for the gift I think it's fabulous and you know I wish you every success uh, with the venture I mean it's thank gorgeous <laughs> and it makes me great. happy yeah I you can't can see this. it's not it's very nice thank you it's arrived two great. days ago um great. perfect size yes
1: that's good yes fabulous
0: no thank you and I, and I said i wish you you know all the best with the venture. where can people find out more about this and about you
1: instagram mm-hmm. shades and dots as in full stop shade
0: dot and dot coffee mm-hmm.
1: i haven't built a, a website yet um mm-hmm. But once I do, then I will be selling the hemp T-shirts um, on, on that. But just on social media as it stands, so Instagram, Twitter at Shades and C. Although my profile name is Shades and Coffee, mm-hmm. but the actual at is just they shortened it, so it's Shades and shade
0: and C. Right. And I'm Facebook too. Excellent. And as you said earlier, calling all you ordinary people like me, or you ordinary VIP straight for celebrities, do go and have a look at the range. It's fun and. Um, I'm loving that you started a business during lockdown. That's great. I'm, I'm actually going to be talking to people in later episodes that have done that. Um, you'd be surprised how many people have done that. So I yes, salute you for doing that. You. Okay. Now, I'm not, I'm not sure if I've had my revenge, but I think, I think I was fairly light with you today. But we must do this dance again. Your okay. place next time. Yes. <laughs> uh, no, seriously. It's been an absolute pleasure sharing my coffee break with you. Thank you, Natalie.
1: Good. Thank you for having me, Vivian. <laughs>
0: You've been listening to me, Vivian Braidwood, and this podcast was written and presented by me. If you like this podcast, hit subscribe and please rate us. Shades and Coffee Look Good, Feel Good. Ask me any lifestyle related question or let me know which topic you'd like me to cover during our essential coffee break. Tag me and use the hashtag Shades and Coffee with Vivian on Twitter or Instagram. We'd really love you to subscribe. Speak soon. Shades and Coffee Look Good, Feel Good.